Pastor Ali Mujani McGee, after serving exactly 15 years imprisonment, he was released. But he has been under strictly house arrest, even including his wife and two children. Across the world today, millions of Christians are persecuted. They face oppression, imprisonment, displacement, and even death simply because of their faith in Jesus Christ. These courageous believers are our brothers and sisters. We're in this together with them, and we need to hear their voice. Join host Laura as we discover their stories today on Release International's Voice podcast. Released from a small prison to a bigger prison. That's how life is described for many Chinese Christian pastors who have been imprisoned for their gospel ministry and who continue to live under heavy surveillance after their release. In this edition of Release International's Voice podcast, we speak to Release International partner Bob Fu, president of the Christian organization China Aid. Bob, welcome to the latest edition of Release International's Voice podcast. It's great to talk to you again. Thank you, Laura. Glad to be back. So, Bob, for all sorts of reasons, China is rarely out of the news. So it is, we all know, a hugely significant country and a major player in world politics and economics. So, how would you describe the political situation in China at present, and how does that impact on the presence of Christianity in the country? Yeah, the、um, general description of、um, what's happening politically in China,、uh, I would say, Chinese、um, society under The new leadership of President Xi Jinping has formally entered into a true police state since Xi Jinping took power, and、um, I would、uh, also characterize today's China as a, a most advanced、uh, digital authoritarian state.、Um, Where basically every moment of the citizen's life, both public and private, pretty much had been under this twenty-four-seven、uh, uh, digital surveillance system. And、um, under those circumstances, of course,、um, the Christians uh, had been uh, under the worst persecution we have not seen. In forty years since the Cultural Revolution, so I think、um, the not only for Christians, for human rights in general,、uh, we talk about freedom of speech, freedom of assembly,、uh, freedom of association,、um, certainly religious freedom for other、uh, minority、uh, groups such as、uh, Tibetan Buddhist、uh, Falun Gong practitioners. And、uh, the Uyghur Muslims and、um, underground uh, uh, Catholics, and certainly the Christian community had been under the most intensive、uh, persecution and scrutiny, yeah, in forty years. And sometimes we hear of these references to communist-sanctioned churches, and then sort of the underground or non-sanctioned church. 
So can you just explain a little bit about the difference and how that has come about? Yeah, the first group you called uh, typically called Three Self Patriotic Moment Church uh, or organizations, TSPM. Um, that is uh, uh, basically government organized political group with a religious uniform. So I wouldn't call it a church. They don't call themselves as a church. They basically, we are organization, TSPM organization. And uh, although there are like 20, 30, some, uh, some congregations uh, call themselves different churches. And uh, on the other hand, those who refuse to join the government uh, organization uh, who wants to really honor the Lord Jesus Christ is the only Lord over the church. Uh, they're willing uh, even to suffer for Christ um, for that purpose. Um, they are traditionally, traditionally called a th uh, house church or underground church uh, over the years. Uh, certainly, um, there are way more uh, members or number who worship in the um, house churches or independent, uh, the uh, underground churches than those in the government-sanctioned churches. The most uh, clear distinction between these uh, two is uh, really uh, down to who is the Lord uh, of the church, who is the head of the church, to the those kind of... Uh, under the leadership of TSPM, the Communist Party, and nowadays, actually, uh, President Xi Jinping uh, himself and his so-called thought has to be uh, honored as uh, the ultimate power uh, to the church. That's why, you know, to any uh, TSPM churches today, uh, every Sunday, the congregation were ordered to rise up. Instead of seeing the praise and worship of the Lord, they have to sing the Communist Party's national anthem first, and then the pastor's sermon has to be filtered, examined, and um, basically submitted to the Communist Party's Religious Affairs Bureau first and to make his sermon compatible with socialism, communism ideology before he can even deliver it. Uh, so that's, if you call that is a church, I'm not sure <laughs> what kind of uh, Christianity you're talking about. And uh, on the other hand, of course, uh, there are hundreds of thousands of uh, uh, perhaps millions of Chinese house churches every Sunday, I mean, even weekdays, they chose to uh, be declared by the government as illegal, but they are willingly to pay that price um, for the Lordship of Christ. Yeah, so they are the most suffering uh, group. And uh, however, even after Xi Jinping took power, they, uh, he targeted even the government-sanctioned churches. Uh, in order to so-called synthesize the church, which means basically to make religion compatible with socialism and communism ideology. 
So pastors have to make a, a, a absolute dedication to Xi Jinping himself and his thoughts um, before he can pass the license, the pastoral license. And um, the, uh, all the church crosses from the rooftop of the church building were declared as the enemy of the state, were forcefully demolished you know, by thousands uh, uh, nationwide, uh, burned, destroyed. Um, so that is, uh, the, even some three self-church pastors were thrown into prison um, for 10 years, 12 years, 14 years imprisonment, just simply refusing to do that, to remove the cross from their church building voluntarily. That's so fascinating. I think often over here we sometimes think that it's just these sort of unsanctioned house churches that get the opposition. So it's really interesting to hear that actually now both the sanctioned churches and yes. the house churches are seeing some form of persecution. That's right. So you've been running China Aid for more than 20 years now. So as you look back, has the attitude of the Chinese authorities to the Christian church changed over that time? And if so, have things got better or worse for Chinese Christians? In general, I don't think there's any fundamental change, um, just simply because the, uh, the ideology of uh, communism always like uh, regard religion according to Marxism teaching, their father <laughs> teaching, that religion is the opium of the people. It's part of a superstition. Christianity often being described as the uh, Western um, imperialism uh, tool uh, to poison the mind of Chinese people. But ironically, you know, the difference between different phases of communism in China from 1950s to now, 2023, it's only like uh, how this Communist Party view the uh, usage of the opium. <laughs> but they found it's different phases of communism in China by different leaders. This opium sometimes can be useful, can be used for the purpose of uh, implementing socialism and communism. And of course, during the Cultural Revolution time, and the radical version of communism in 1966 to 1976, um, Chairman Mao's wife basically declared, you know, all religion should be destroyed uh, by using human, you know, their governance, their uh, law enforcement, basically. Uh, even the government-sanctioned churches were all uh, closed and shut down. Uh, some of their leaders were sent to re-education through labor camps. Uh, for that 10 years, basically, China, the kind of communist uh, leaders tried to declare it's an atheistic state. You know, their ideal utopia is, uh, you know, that people should believe the so-called progressive, scientific, materialistic worldview, uh, atheism is their religion. So no other religion should be allowed to exist. But then after the ending of the Cultural Revolution uh, and uh, for a period of time, the communism, uh, communist leaders like Deng Xiaoping, they 
feel well, well, religion cannot be uh, uh, kind of destroyed by force or by the called administrative means. And uh, sometimes uh, those religious believers, they're superstitious enough, and you have you can use them. Uh, uh, and if they uh, uh, believe this opium, we can direct this opium with a little bit socialism flavor and uh, get them to uh, build, uh, uh, be part of the you know, socialism building force. And that's why they reopened the Three Self, uh, this uh, organization and these churches. And, um, and now with Xi Jinping in power, he actually revealed his true color. And I think he's, I mean, basically uh, re-start re, uh, uh, the, uh, the, the new cultural revolution in China. Even Christmas uh, is forbidden to be celebrated uh, in China today. Um, so I don't think he cares about uh, opium, whether it's useful or not useful. He just wants to destroy it, yeah. We are speaking to Bob Fu of China Aid. We've heard Bob describe the current political situation in China and what that means for Christians and for the Christian church. Continue listening now as Bob goes on to talk about the challenges faced by high-profile pastors, even after they are released from prison. Over the years, Release International has reported on some high-profile instances of Christian pastors being given really lengthy prison sentences because of their gospel witness. But what are the prospects for such people when they are released? And are they ever able to continue their ministry? Well, from their own uh, kind of uh, mission um, and calling perspective, um, as far as I know, um, those pastors, um, once they are released, they are still very much looking forward to continue the ministry. Um, they actually had never stopped, even in their prison. Pastor Wang Yi, I was told, have a like a prayer list with over a thousand items. So he was praying for one thousand, over one thousand items, uh, and uh, take some time to finish that prayer. <laughs> so you know, every week, and uh, he was even um, uh, taking his uh, uh, holy communion in his prison in his own way, I can't disclose the details, and um, he was sharing the gospel with the other prisoners. So to them, to some those pastors, it was a sabbatical in prison, uh, maybe, you know, kind of a, just a little bit less busy than they are out of prison. Um, so they took a break. Uh, so I think uh, after prison, very uh, certainly they will continue and uh, some of course uh, if they are facing uh, much harsher uh, uh, treatment uh, may some may not be even uh, allowed to uh, get out of their home like uh, pastor Ali Mujang Yimiti from uh, Urumuchi I mean in Xinjiang Uyghur Autonomous Region after serving exactly 15 years imprisonment, he was released. We, as much as we can confirm, he was released. But 
obviously he has been under strictly house arrest, even including his wife and two children. Uh, since his release, not a single word is allowed to be spreaded. No uh, meeting with anyone outside the world, and even house church leaders, and no news about them. So, that's a worrisome sign. Uh, could mean the Communist Party put him in a so-called um, the the residential surveillance in a designated location. Uh, commonly known uh, uh, criminal procedure, um, RSDL. Uh, I mean, basically, they can put you in a hotel or in a Communist Party security managed facility for as long as they want. There's no even limit for how long you can be there. I think when we think of someone being released from prison, we think that that then means freedom, but clearly from what you're describing there, sometimes when they're released from prison, actually they're under constant surveillance, so there's not much actual freedom that comes with that release. That's right. So the always uh, there is a famous saying: "says released from a small prison to a bigger prison." And uh, so when you were formally sentenced for certain years imprisonment, you just live in that prison cell. But after you're released from, like Ali Mujang Imiti's case, he's basically really released to a bigger prison. So I'm praying, and I think I will ask uh, those uh, uh, listeners uh, of the podcast um, of release to also join uh, us to pray for those like uh, Pastor Ali Ali Mujang Imiti and many others that uh, who are released but still. There's no voice, um, you know, for them. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's really helpful for our listeners to hear what it's like to be a Christian in China and how they can be praying. So thank you for sharing that. Just before we draw to a close, um, could you just tell us a bit more about China Aid and the focus of your work? You know, what do you see your role to be in terms of equipping or supporting the Christian Church in China going forward? And how can our listeners be praying for you in that? Well, we're a small uh, uh, version of release or voice of mothers, uh, but we also carried some uh, other kind of uh, expanded task. Uh, so, a Chinese or I don't know, main mission is to uh, really walk with those persecuted uh, to um, advance religious freedom. And rule of law for all in China.、Uh, we do that by being a voice for those voiceless brothers and sisters, like you know, working with relays, like this podcast would、uh, carry the voices of those persecuted, and、um, we provide、uh, financial and legal aid to those who are. Persecuted our pastors, and、uh, in the past twenty-four、uh, hour. Uh, there were uh, six uh, Christian leaders were all arrested. Actually,、uh, two were already sentenced uh, to uh, three uh, and a half, to,、uh, three years to three and a half years, respectively. Were simply organizing, being the leader of a youth group in a university area. If we are able to or eligible, we can 
help provide uh, support for their family member. You know, one pastor has a, a six-year-old daughter, three-year-old son. You know, basically, what would uh, they do, right? These children by losing their father for the next three and a half years in prison. And um, so they need support. Uh, they need education fund, family prisoner fund. So release uh, has been a faithful partner with China Aid, uh, supporting them. And number three is uh, we also provide biblical and uh, um, word of view, uh, rule of law trainings to the grassroots leaders. Um, that's our kind of a mission. Um, my role, I kind of. Uh, as uh, the founder and uh, current president, I just uh, be a faithful, uh, try to be a faithful voice and a face for the persecuted brothers and sisters. And um, whenever you know we receive their their call, their cry, their um, their appeal, uh, we would uh, faithfully uh, carry their voice and then act upon. Uh, that voice um, responsibly and uh, faithfully um, to the end. The number one prayer they always ask is uh, really pray they can continue to uh, fear of the Lord instead of fear of the man or uh, any authorities uh, that are persecuting them, uh, that uh, they would continue to stand um, um, uh, steadfast uh, and uh, firmly on the uh, ground of the gospel uh, instead of uh, depend on anything else uh, and uh, pray for their family members of course um, that uh, they would uh, continue to carry out the ministry and um, pray for the persecutors you know um, that one thing the, uh, during the Xi Jinping's time, he would uh, require this government-sanctioned churches to have a portrait of uh, Chairman Mao on one side of the cross on the pulpit, uh, and uh, the other side would uh, be himself. The President Xi Jinping's photo was being hanged on there, and uh, so the house churches, uh, instead of you know, it's upsetting to see to atheistic, brutal dictator, persecutor being displayed on the pulpit, like as if they're, you know, they are the watch, they are watching your worship. And, um, but they found out, I mean, the, the more they study, they found, oh, well, it's a little bit God's humor. And um, when was the last time there are two men being hanged on both sides of the cross, of the, you know, of Jesus, right? So actually, they find that uh, maybe a good reminder that uh, the guy, the only guy who was hanging on there, uh, on, on, uh, uh, who's still alive, who still have hope uh, to accept the gospel of Jesus, was Xi Jinping. So they really, um, I mean, keep on praying for him more earnestly. Because every Sunday they have to meet with him, <laughs> like uh, uh, in that visual way, so they can lay hands, they can pray, extend their hands to pray uh, for the persecutors that uh, the Lord will have mercy and grace to penetrate his heart, so that uh, 
one day he would be, you know, uh, like uh, many other kings uh, and leaders uh, who are persecutors uh, would uh, turn around, would become from Saul to Paul, would be, you know, uh, like uh, like uh, every knee shall bow and every tongue, including Xi Jinping, um, I mean, should confess Jesus Christ is the Lord. Um, so that that's another prayer to pray for the persecutors. Yeah, certainly. We'll definitely be praying. Bob, thank you so much for all that you do and for taking time to talk to us today on Release International's Voice podcast. My pleasure. Thank you, Laura. The Apostle Paul wrote to Pastor Timothy, First of all then, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions and thanksgivings be made for all people, for kings and all who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. Chinese Christians pray their current political leader will one day confess Jesus Christ as Saviour and Lord. For themselves, as Bob Fu said, they pray that they would continue to fear the Lord, not man. Will we join them in these prayers? Thank you so much for listening to this edition of The Voice podcast. Please do subscribe through your favourite podcast app so you can stay connected to the voice of persecuted Christians. We'd love to hear your feedback on the podcast too, so please do share your comments with us. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn and YouTube. And if you don't already receive our free quarterly magazine or prayer alert emails, then you can subscribe now on our website at releaseinternational.org forward slash podcast. Remember those who are in prison as if you were in there together with them and those who are mistreated as if you yourselves were suffering. Do not abandon them.